Welcome to the Amor Propio podcast, the Latina journey to power and self-love. I am your host, Adriana, and I am so excited that you're here with me today. So what I wanted to talk about today was pieces of advice that I would give to my younger self. Now, I'm currently 33, and I have lived a very full life thus far. And of course, that is not far away from mistakes or things that maybe I think I should have done or things that I should have done earlier. So first things first is to find out what I want to do with my life. I know that very much as a first generation Latina or you know our parents who are immigrants, we always try to do our best to kind of prove to the world or society or to our parents that their migration was worth it. I know I have done it to myself. I have so many friends who are children of immigrants who also do it. They get the A's, the A pluses, the honor rolls. They go into school for things that maybe necessarily that they didn't want to go into, but they do it because they wanted to make their parents proud. Trust me, I was about to do the exact same thing. To kind of go back to my high school years, my dad always told me to go into the medical field. I am not in the medical field. I went ahead and I tried the CNA program, which is the Certified Nursing Assistance Program through my high school, and I absolutely hated it. Now, I, you know, was in a room with a bunch of other ladies, um, very few gentlemen, I think there were like only one or two in the program, but essentially it was a room full of women and they absolutely loved it. They loved anatomy, they loved, so essentially I did it because my dad was telling me, Mika, you know, that's where the money's at. There's always going to be a need for nurses and things like that, but that wasn't me. So I remember I finished the course. I, I finished all of my hours because you have to do clinicals. And when I took the exam, I passed it. But when I got that piece of paper in the mail, I gave that piece of paper back to my dad. And I said, Appa, this isn't for me. I'm going to go a different route. But I tried it. And here you go. Now, let me tell you, my dad was not at all happy. He was so upset that I wasted, I think it was like a year, it's like two semesters, I, I believe, of my high school year on this program. And he spent, I think it was like $350 at that time. I graduated in 2009. Um, and he was very much like, I spent all of this money on this and now you're not going to do anything with it and whatnot. And I said, it's yours to keep. I don't want anything to do with it. I hated every single moment of it. The only thing I liked doing was really talking to the elderly people in the nursing home, but I didn't like anything else of it. So he's like, all right, can't really do anything much about it. So as I was making my way through school, I didn't know what I was essentially going to do. I knew it was something in business just because if you knew me in high school, or if you see pictures of me in high school, I was that girl with heels on, dressed up nice. I loved wearing blazers and, you know, having the hair done and whatnot. So I always had kind of this obsession that I wanted to be some sort of business person. 
So when I went ahead and I graduated high school, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do international business because I love traveling too. Well, I went ahead and took a, a few law classes and I took a human resources class and I ended up in human resources. So got my associates in business and ended up getting a certificate also in management and then went off for my undergrad program which was a bachelor's of arts in human resource management and then after that i went ahead and got a double master's in business administration from a university in chicago to go ahead and basically do business so i ended up falling into human resources you know long story short i'm still in it but i don't put all of my eggs in one basket and that's really something that I feel so many of us need to hear as well, that although you find a career you're really, really good at, a career you can excel in, a career where you can make really good money, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Make sure that you spread your skills beyond your nine to five. If that's a passive form of income, if that's starting a business, let me tell you, starting a business, I started one last year, has been such a joy. I've been able to feed into my community. I have been able to teach people things that they never thought that they knew that they could achieve pretty much. So for those of you who know me personally or who know me outside of this podcast, know that I am also a business owner of Adriana Toxinero, where I give financial literacy education and I do money coaching. So this is really the way that I can feed into my community and leave a legacy behind and make sure that I am doing all that I can possible to have future generations and the current generations to be in a better financial spot than before. And that kind of brings me to my next topic. I would tell young Adriana that there is no need to rack up credit card debt. There is no need for me to you know, buy the name brand things or to have a blazer in every single color. I guess you can kind of call it the Libra in me. I like all the pretty things. So kind of, you know, a little bit more minimalist or only purchase things that I'm really going to wear. There's been so many times where I buy something and then it's time to clean out the closet and I find things with tags on it. So just really putting money more of a priority. I wish I would have invested that money into the stock market or put it away to buy a rental property instead. But of course, we all have to go through our sort of money problems, money issues at a young age so we can learn when we're older. But financial savviness, financial literacy is is key. And I'm glad that I was able to make that turnaround in my late 20s where I did have to essentially pay for what I did in my early 20s. But nonetheless, I'm on a good path right now for investing, for retiring early, for paying off debt, paying off my student loans and whatnot. So definitely the money talks, the financial literacy is a big thing that I wish younger me would have taken more seriously. The other thing that would that would have really, how can I put it, saved me years of grief or years of self-resentment 
is really accepting me for me. And I'm kind of talking about like all aspects of it, right? There's one aspect of it of like body image and especially being a woman in the United States, how many times do we see images that tells us that we need to be thinner and we need to have a different color hair or different colored eyes and whatnot. I remember being a little girl and I wish that I had blonde hair and blue eyes because I did grow up in the suburbs. So I was the only Mexican girl until about third grade. So that was quite a lot of time where I was really the minority, where I was really the only girl that looked like me with tan skin and dark hair and big brown eyes, where everyone else had, you know, this beautiful blonde hair and, you know, blue eyes. And it took me years and years to really realize like, hey, yeah, I don't have blonde hair and blue eyes, but I have beautiful shiny black hair and I have these big beautiful eyes with long eyelashes that people pay money for nowadays and I need to really embrace who I am and kind of go back to history I really look more like my dad's side of the family in terms of features um, I get a little bit mixed with my mom too but my mom always told me when she was pregnant with me that she just prayed and prayed that I would come out with beautiful olive skin and these big beautiful eyes with long eyelashes. One of her prayers weren't answered though. She wanted me to have honey colored eyes and I actually have dark brown eyes with a little bit of a red tint to it. But nonetheless, she's like, I was so excited to find out that you came out of my womb with beautiful, beautiful dark skin, que estabas morenita, and that you wouldn't burn in the sun and that your hair would shine in the sun. And she tells me that to this day. And I'm so grateful that she prayed for that because now that I'm 33, I can truly say, I'm so happy having beautiful tan skin and big brown eyes and dark hair and having the dark features and everything. And, you know, just kind of going along with body image. I've always been on the thicker side my entire life, and it took me a long time to really accept that. And it's, it's a journey. There are some days that I have as well, not to say I'm 100% perfect but it's really that form of gratefulness. And I think where it all turned for me was that I did a 5K in my hometown. There's a 5K that goes on. It's called the Fox Trot because we're on the Fox River, we're in the Fox River Valley. And it's during Memorial Day. So it's kind of like to kick off the summer and there's a 5K and a 10K and, um, kind of there's something else too and I can't remember what it is at the moment but I remember that I was towards the back because I hate running I just did it because the gym that I attended at the time we all got together to do it together so I was really doing it to be in community and, and to challenge myself but there was a war veteran 
at the back with me. And he unfortunately lost one of his limbs, his leg in the war, and he was running. And it took all of me not to break down and cry because here is this individual who only has one leg, but he's doing it. And it made me realize that sometimes we need to take a step back. And even though we're not a size two, or even though we struggle to run a 5K, or you know we don't look like everyone else, it's okay. It's absolutely okay. And what really matters is that we're grateful for the body that we do have, that we can walk, that we can skip, that we can dance, that we can carry things, that we can pet our you know, fur babies. If you're a mother, that you can carry your children. Once you're a little bit more grateful for those little things, when you see that there are people in this world who wish that they could just walk or who wish that they can just see one more time, it really puts things into perspective. And you say to yourself, you know what? I don't have the most perfect skin, but I have skin. I don't have, you know, the perfect figure. But guess what? I can still walk. I can still do things for myself. And that's kind of where that turning point was for me. That I was a lot more grateful about the body that I did have and give it grace and give it gratefulness that it can do all the things, even though it doesn't look like what it is in the magazine. And either way, all those things that we see on social media and that we see in the magazines anyway, they're all photoshopped and whatnot. So it's, it's all fake. And there was also a documentary that I watched. I believe it's called Embrace. And it is all about, it was a documentary called Embrace. And what this documentary did was it really talked about body image. And it really hit me when they were interviewing, I think it was models. It was models and bodybuilders. And these women had beautiful bodies, like the most perfect of bodies. And when they interviewed them about body image, they're just so hard on themselves. And they say that, you know, they see themselves bigger than what they are and they have really bad body image and they starve themselves and things like that. And it made me realize, even though you have the perfect body, you're still not happy with it. And it really is all about healing from the inside out. So if you're young and you're hard on yourself because, you know, your thighs are a little bigger or because you have cellulite or you have varicose veins, so do so many of us. Don't be so hard on yourself. I wish I wasn't as hard on myself when I was in my 20s or in my teens. I think I'd be quite a bit further than I am now. Another piece of advice that I'd give to my younger self is to really understand what makes me happy. 
me, not everybody else, just me. If that's reading a book, if that is exploring museums, if that is a sport or a workout class, it doesn't matter what it is, how quirky or how weird or how odd it is that I love that thing. You do it. Do things that bring you joy. It's it's not right if you're just gonna do things to fit in with people. Don't jump on the bandwagon. Do things that are really joyous to you and that pours joy into you. And whatever that may be, big or small, if that's the life that you truly, truly want to live, keep on going. Keep on going with it because guess what? We have to live with ourselves every single day. And when we choose a path that is for us, rather than pleasing everybody else, or rather than trying to make everyone else happy, life is so much sweeter that way. And the earlier on that we accept that and we start practicing that, the better off we are as women, as people, just as people of society. I can go on and on with the different sorts of things that I would tell my younger self, but I really do think that those are the top things that I would tell her. And to really embrace this life that you have and that the lows are temporary just as much as the highs are temporary. I know for myself, there were a lot of times that I was very critical on myself, very hard on myself, or that I just really felt depressed and you know didn't know the reasons why. And it takes a lot of healing to understand. And it takes a lot of healing to say that I'm okay with the highs and with the lows. But of course, above all, it, all of it, I think one of the most important things too is to be very intentional with who you have in your life. Throughout these 33 years of life, I have cut people off that weren't supposed to grow with me. I've had to remove people from my life who, even though I love them to pieces and I wish them nothing but the best either way, I couldn't bring them along to the next chapters of my life. And that's okay. That's absolutely okay. And to be really intentional with who you surround yourself with. You know, there's a saying that goes, when people show you who they really are, listen to them. Don't make up a story. Don't try to say, oh, that's not them, or they're having a bad day or whatnot. Sometimes they do, but a lot of times they're really showing you who they really, really are. And it's up to you if you would like to tolerate it. And it's up to you if you would like to continue on with that path of a relationship. If it's a romantic relationship, if it is a friendship, if it is family too, you have to decide who you're gonna bring in your different seasons of life. And that's okay if not everyone makes it. It's absolutely okay. 
we all have different seasons of life. We all go through different things. And just because you lose someone for a little bit doesn't mean that they cannot come back. It's just sometimes they don't need to be there in that moment. So be very intentional with the community that you build your tribe, as I like to call it, because a lot of times those individuals will make you or break you. And kind of talking within relationships, this one's really for the romantic relationships. I have been very, very lucky where I have not given in to the idea of sacrifice or the idea of, you know, being in relationships that are toxic or, you know, uh, domestically violent or um, just degrading. I can tell you I was engaged at the age of 18 to my high school sweetheart, even though I told him I do not want to get married until I finish my degree with my last name because that was a big sacrifice for my family. And I wanted to cross the stage as a Galvan instead of what his last name was. And he didn't respect it. So he proposed, I think it was like August after I graduated high school, I was still in the middle of my summer semester for my first semester in college. And as the, the few months went on, we moved in together and come to find out he cheated on me. A lot of other people would have given him another chance. I said, this is it. You made your chance, you made your decision and there are no chances after this. And that's really the whole idea of self-love and self-respect. I personally could never be with him. I personally could never be with someone who committed infidelity. I saw that a lot in my culture, in my community, in my family, and I wasn't going to stand for that. I was never going to stand for that, and nor do I want anyone else to stand for that either. So younger self was pretty smart on that one, especially she was 19 years old, cheated on during her finals of her first year of college. I'm very proud of 19 year old Adriana. And although it hurt, and although there was a long journey after that, we made it out on top. So I remember there's a saying uh, in Sex in the City where Samantha was in a relationship and she basically lost herself and she had to tell her partner, her significant other, that she's calling it quits because she loves herself a hell of a whole lot more than she would ever love him. And that's how I believe it should be. That may not work for everybody, but I can absolutely tell you that if I were to ever go through that all over again, those wise words from Samantha would come out and I would say, I love myself a hell of a whole lot more than I love you to stick around. So 
I hope that this episode has helped you. I hope that you picked up a few gems along the way and I cannot wait to go ahead and host you on the next podcast episode. Thank you.